Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our series on experiencing God in a small group. This is lesson number 10. Uh, Today's lesson, we're going to kind of review something that we've talked about in the past. If you were with me uh, when we talked about the fivefold ministry giftings, we had an entire lesson on false teachers. And uh, as, as we come back and we're talking now about small groups, it's important for us to revisit that topic. Uh, because there are going to be times that uh, we as not only teachers have to be cautious um, with, with the information that we're bringing in and studying, uh, but also as receivers, uh, as part of the small group, we have to be cautious with um, you know, who we're listening to and, and making sure that everything that's said during the small group session is resonating with our spirits. We're not just taking things lightly and letting them come and go. Um, So we're going to talk today about how to pick out whether or not we're dealing with a false teacher spirit or, um, you know, just just really get into how to be on the lookout. So let's uh, open up here with a word of prayer and um, then we'll get into the content. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we do come before you and we thank you, Lord God, for the time. We thank you, Father, for um, just for the opportunity to gather and, and to know that, that, Lord, you're calling each one of us to something different. Uh, Lord, you don't, you don't call us all to the same place for the same purpose, but, Father, you've called each one of us according to your purpose. And so, Father, I pray that as we continue through this series over the uh, next week, as we bring this series to a close and get into our next series, pray, Lord God, that would just um, really speak into the lives of these people. Father, that if they've struggled with finding their calling or seeing how you intend to use their calling, Father, that you would uh, use this information, Father, just to strike something in their spirit, that they would come to the understanding, the knowledge, Lord God, of what it is you've called them to. And Father, again, I pray for those uh, who feel in their spirit that they might be called now to lead a small group. I pray that you would give them courage, Lord God, to step out in faith and do it. And Father, for those who are being called just to join a small group, I pray that you would give them the courage and the faith to step out and do it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I do thank you again for this time. And all God's children said, Amen. So it's important for us to uh, always be on the lookout whenever we're dealing with any information. Uh, If you're going to read a book, you need to uh, know your author. You need to know um, know, the background of the author. Make sure that you're getting solid content. Um, And and of course, any time that you get any information, you have to have a certain amount of guard up. Uh, you, You just... You just can't take absolutely everything unless you're reading the Bible. You just can't take everything uh, that you read or that you hear as truth. Um, so it's the, the, the number one rule that we need to um, think about and always, always keep in the back of the mind whenever we're dealing with any content is this. For every good thing that God offers, Satan offers a counterfeit. And we talked about this, I think, even last week. Um, It's not that Satan can even offer an exact replica, but he can only offer a counterfeit. So, um, you know, 
when when God offers um, a freedom experience, Satan can offer something that looks like a freedom experience, but will ultimately uh, put you deeper into bondage. And when God offers a nugget of truth into your spirit, Satan can offer something that looks like truth, but really half of it's probably a lie. And so we have to look closely at the fruits of truth and the fruits of deception. And you can find them um, whenever you read scripture. But it, it's um, I, I'm just going to lay it out for you. If you want to uh, take notes here, you can write truth on one side of the paper and deception on the other. And know this, truth produces these things. Truth produces worship. Truth produces comfort. Produces peace. Produces wisdom. Produces righteousness. Okay, those are, those are the fruits of truth. And so, if you're reading the scriptures, if you're uh, spending time with God each day, and, and you're really getting into His calling on your life, if you're, if you're listening in for His voice, if you're uh, spending time in prayer, journaling, and, and spending time with God, you're going to find a longing in your spirit to worship. You're going to find that comfort growing in your spirit. You're going to find peace that surpasses all understanding. You're going to find wisdom in moments of hardship. And you're going to find that you're going to become um, you know, more prone to walk in righteousness and less prone to fall into sin. Now, if you're walking uh, in deception and you're uh, getting away from reading your Bible, you're not spending as much time in prayer, uh, you know, you're, you're just more so walking the broad path, then you're going to find that you're going to be dealing a lot more with things like envy, with strife, condemnation, confusion, and sin. Okay, so these are the things that the devil uh, will throw at you whenever you start walking his path. Uh, you see that uh, somebody's walking in their calling and uh, about to step into the fullest of potentials and something triggers in your spirit and it's deeper than jealousy it's an anger um and and you're you're just yeah you know you you almost maybe you don't even recognize it but you almost become a little bit smug and and you have something almost against that person that's envy mixed with a little bit of strife and maybe you continue to walk and then uh you, you continue to go down that broad path and you find that now you're saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm not worth, uh, I'm not worth that. I'm not, I'm not ever going to get into that. God doesn't love me enough for that. Uh, that's condemnation. And you want to be careful with condemnation. Condemnation can be extremely detrimental, uh, to your spirit can really, um, it, it, it can really do bad things to you. Um, of course, we as Christians, we want to live in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But remember that the conviction of the Holy Spirit will ultimately build you up. It will not tear you down. But when the devil comes against you, when the enemy comes against you with condemnation, you're going to find yourself uh, being torn down. You're going to find yourself wore out and, and just beaten and torn. Um, Additionally, then you're going to fall into confusion and 
Uh, in, in the process of confusion, you may even find yourself questioning faith, questioning, um, you know, it, is there a God? Why? And if there is, why would he allow me to walk through this? Um, and that's going to cause you then to fall into sin. Uh, so the reason that I hope maybe you wrote these down is because if you, uh, if you look at them, you're going to find that the way that I laid these out is actually sort of, uh, sort of a, an equation. So if you look back at the truth list, <clears throat> truth produces worship, and then your truth combined with worship gives you comfort. Worship combined with comfort gives you peace. Those three give you wisdom, and those four give you righteousness. And, and things just get better. It's a building process. And then you look at the deception column. And deception causes you to be envious. And then deception and envy together give you strife. And then those three give you condemnation. Those four give you confusion. And the sum of all of that is falling deeper into sin. Alright? Um, so we, we talked about... Um, studying last week uh, when we were dealing with lessons eight and nine and how uh, the scripture that says study to study to show thyself approved really means uh, be diligent and and stay in the scripture to show yourself approved and so uh, one of the ways that we're going to be able to look for a false teacher is if we are what we would consider well studied uh, as far as the scriptures go so my encouragement in this is be vigilant uh, in, in anything that you do, any small group you go to, even if you're in a large church gathering, um, be vigilant and, and know your scriptures. So spend time in the Word of God. Ask questions. You know, get, get with people who um, either A, have been Christians uh, longer than you have, you know, spiritual brothers and sisters, or get with people who uh, have maybe studied the Bible a little deeper than you have, and, and ask questions. You want to be able to um, really make sure that you can get sound information so that you yourself can, can walk in and out of situations open-mindedly and know if you are being led to Christ or if you are being led astray. Be vigilant and be well studied in scripture. It's probably the best um, piece of advice I can give you as far as being on the lookout for a false teacher. You don't want to be led falsely um, because when you're, when you're led falsely, then obviously you're gonna, uh, you, you're gonna fall into some things that aren't gonna be very pretty. Um, if you get into the following of a false teacher, you're going to wind up um, walking a destructive path, and it's not only going to have a toll on your relationship with Christ, but it's probably going to take a toll on your relationship with others, your family, your friends. Uh, so you don't want to be led falsely. And then, of course, listen to the Spirit. Check it. Um, We've talked in, in Counseled by God when we talked about journaling. Uh, we talked about the scripture that says, don't believe everything you hear, but test the spirits, check them. Um, make sure, hey, you know what? As I, as I received that word from God this morning, 
well, that just, that something didn't feel right. Test the spirits. You know, don't, don't believe every manner of it, but see what manner it is. And, and so check it out. Is it a false prophet spirit? Is it a false teacher spirit? What, what are we dealing with? Or was it just a convicting word? And that's why it didn't really seem to set with me because it convicted me so deeply that I took it to heart. So listen to the spirit and check everything uh, that you're taking in. Really important for us uh, when, when we're dealing with false teachers to be on the up and up. We have to, um, like I said, not only know your scripture, but be able to be able to hold your ground. Um, whenever you're dealing with this kind of situation, sometimes uh, you know you might be the only person in the group that realizes something's wrong. And so, uh, scripture instructs us that we should, um, always be prepared to give an answer. So, and and that's where we get our, our, uh, saying be instant in season and out of season. No matter what time we're in, no matter where we're at, we always have to be prepared to give an answer for the reason for our faith. And so there may come a time where you will be the only one in the group that says, wait a minute, that's not what that means. And you have to be able to explain it uh, if you're going to stand up for it. And that's why it's so important um, to really really study the scripture, to really be diligent, and to really um, get as deep as you can into the word of God. So there's two scriptures that I want to cover uh, here in the in the end portion of this uh, lesson. The first one is uh, James chapter 1 and verse 17. This is what it says. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Alright, so this is a foundational scripture when we're going to talk about false teachers. Why? Well, because A, it tells us that every good and perfect thing comes from God, right? But the more important thing that it teaches us is that God doesn't change, okay? We know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, false teachers, on the other hand, false teachers change. False teachers, uh, they don't have it together to where they stay the same yesterday, today, and forever. False che- false teachers uh, change with every breeze of the wind. False teachers will uh, walk the popular path. And so if it's popular today to walk in this sin, then a false teacher might err on that direction. But tomorrow, if that popularity changes, then they can err that direction. And so it's really important for us to know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means that truth will always produce worship, comfort, peace, wisdom, and righteousness, which means that deception then will always produce envy, strife, condemnation, confusion, and sin, okay? Because everything that God offers, remember Satan offers a counterfeit of. So if God, who is the Father of lights, does not change, 
then we know this. The teachings of God will not change. And so those who are true teachers of the word of God will remain steadfast in the word of God. But those who are false teachers will give in to the popularity. So you have to be watchful of that. If you have a teacher uh, that's in your life that is going to quote-unquote take the progressive route, then you need to really get into God's presence and seek and determine whether or not you should be in that situation. Should you be in that church? Should you be in that small group? Does God have you there to, uh, to, to bring the truth back to life? Or does God need to pull you out of there and has been asking you to step out, but you couldn't understand why? So know this. Every good and perfect thing is from above, from the Lord, from God, the Father of lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. All right, and then the second scripture uh, that I want to use here as we bring this lesson to a close is Colossians 2, verse 8. And I, I wrote this one out from the Christian Standard Bible. It says this, Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human traditions, based on the elements of the world, rather than Christ. And folks, that's something that the church today is facing and at, at enormous proportions. Okay, uh, we have pastors and teachers that are taking the pulpit week after week, standing up for sin, and we have to be the ones, as as true believers in Jesus Christ, to take the pulpit and say, "No, that's not the will of God. The will of God is made known to us in the Word of God, and 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 we." Sure, we don't know the fullness of the will of God, but we know that what God calls sin, even in Scripture, is sin to God today. And so we don't want to be uh, the one that stands back and says, well, if the pastor said it's going to be okay now, I guess it'll just be okay, because the Scripture specifically here instructs us as, as Paul writes to the people in Colossia, he says, don't let anyone, be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and deceit based on human traditions. I think, and, and that's the reason, the, the term human traditions is the exact reason that I chose the Christian Standard Bible to write this verse out in. Because as, as we look around today in 2021, the biggest problem that we face is human tradition. We want to be so, um, yeah, I don't even know how to say it. We, we just want to be so free. We want to be so um, hyper with our religion that we lose sight of our godliness. We lose sight of what it means to be a Christian we, we, we stop being a God-fearer and we become a human traditionalist. And that's not what the Lord wants of us. 
there's there's elements in this world let me tell you so something here folks the elements of the world are the elements of deception because the world is fallen the world the day that the the the, the, the day in the garden when that piece of fruit was plucked from the tree the whole world changed and and on that day god bowed his head knowing that things would never be the same knowing that things would not be the way he had originally designed them because of sin because of the way that man thought hmm okay I guess I can take this fruit. So be careful what fruit you take. Be careful what fruit you take from to to to, to produce a meal because when when you when you get into the elements of the world what do you to what do you, what what do you choose? Somebody somebody lays out a table in front of you and says you can have all the human traditions you can have all the philosophy you can have all the human uh, all the elements of the world you can have all these things and then in the corner of the table they say or you can have Christ what do you choose folks it's 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 up to us to choose Christ it's not always going to be the easiest choice that we have to make Sometimes choosing Christ will cost you relationships with family. Sometimes choosing Christ will cost you relationships with friends. But sometimes, but truly every time, choosing Christ will be the way to go. Because even if you even if you lose that relationship, with that family member even if you lose that relationship with your friend because you witnessed or because you chose Christ isn't it going to say something to that friend to that family member that you chose Christ over them and and I personally believe this I personally believe that it doesn't send the wrong message I personally believe that it sends the message that you want to send to say, listen, I love you enough to say this. I've done my best. I've planted my seed. And now I have to do what's right. I have to, I have to walk forward in the, in the loving arms of Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what this world offers you. It doesn't matter what the false teachers bring. What matters is that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no tradition of man that will ever outweigh Christ. And so today, as we wrap up this lesson, this lesson, I, I want to encourage you, if you think you're dealing with a false teacher, pray about it. Look at the fruits that are being produced when you listen into the teaching, when you tune into the reading, uh, however it is. Uh, th- does it does it bring you to a place of worship? Does it bring you um, the comfort and the peace? 
Or, or do you find yourself driven up with envy for others? Do you find yourself feeling condemned, confused, lost in sin? Because if you're, if you're feeling those deception traits, then you're probably walking through philosophies and empty deceit and elements of the world and human traditions. But if you're being encouraged by the word of God, if you're taking on Christ fresh and new every day, then the elements of truth are going to be yours. And so I want to encourage you as we bring this lesson then to a close, be watchful. Um, You know, the, the devil's always looking for somebody that he can snag. The devil's always looking for somebody he can get a hold of. But don't let it be you. Be on your guard. Be ready. Be instant in season and out of season. Be ready to give an answer, an explanation for the reason of your faith. And know this, above all else, God never changes. God never changes. I want you to receive this prayer. I don't care if you put your hand over your phone or if you just raise your hand in the air, but I want you to... uh, Make a gesture as I pray this prayer over you. Um, Put your hand over your heart. Actually, I just heard the Lord say, put your hand over your heart. So right now, just take, uh, take your right hand, put it over your heart, and receive this prayer. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, over each one of my brothers and sisters, I pray right now, Lord God, that you would guard their hearts. Father, that you would instruct them to guard their own hearts, but Father, that you would guard their hearts. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that no matter what comes of this world, that at the end of the day, each one of us that have gathered to hear this teaching would stay faithful to the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that these people would hear the name of Christ Jesus and get excited. I pray, Lord God, right now, that they would not find themselves in harm's way, in deceit's way, in the ways of the world, but, Father, that they would find themselves deeper and deeper in your word. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, let it be so that you would fall in place, Lord God, guarding the heart of your children. Father, that you would guide their ears to hear only truth, that you would guide their eyes to see only the ways of Jesus. Father, that you would give them words to speak in every situation, that they would be exhorting and and encouraging to others. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would pour out your spirit, that each one of them may know that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God bless you folks. We'll meet back here in a few days uh, for lesson 11. We'll be talking about doctrine and theology. And uh, I'm excited to uh, get to bring this lesson to a close in the next week uh, when we go through lessons 11 and 12. I hope that this uh, teaching has been helpful to you. And I hope that you will take these words of scripture very seriously uh, and really do choose every day to look for Christ above the ways of the world and above the ways of man and uh, 
philosophy and, and, and just look for look for God everywhere that you are. Um, that that's going to be the biggest thing that we can do in the coming days and in the coming years, because the end of the day, Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless you, folks, and have a wonderful day.